This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Welcome, everyone. It's just been such a crazy life up until this point, (laughs) right? (laughs) Life has a funny way of working out the way that it's supposed to, but this is the caveat. Are you ready? Prepare yourself. When you don't actually know, which no, you do not have to have it all figured out. Trust me. But when you don't actually know what it is you're trying to do, the world will align you with what it wants you to do. Not even what you're called to do, right? That's the scarier thing. What do you want to do? It's important. Why? I don't know. Because maybe you don't want to do the things you're doing every day. Maybe it's miserable. Maybe it's life sucking. Maybe every moment that you spend doing the things that you're doing are sucking the life out of you. Right? Maybe you're not as dramatic as I am about it. <laughs> it's pretty likely that you're not. But when other people decide what your life looks like, you are not going to be happy. Even if you get all the things that they told you to go get, you're going to get burned out, dude. Because you're not calling the shots in this instance, right? And if you're anything like me, which Lord help you. If you're anything like me, that high of accomplishing those things or, or chasing after those things is great in that moment, right? And then you accomplish it. You set the goal, you hit it, done. And once you get up there, if you aren't the one that's saying what it looks like or that this actually is your goal, if someone else assigns you this goal, you will get there and it won't feel right. And everybody will be like, oh my gosh, you did it. You're so awesome. Now they always say congratulations, right? And you'll get there. And you'll look around and you'll say, man, I did it. Wow, this is what this feels like. And about two days after coming down, you'll look around and you'll say, huh, what now? Right? That means there's something missing. There's some shot that you didn't call in this instance. It may not be what you were put on this earth to do, right? And I think about this all the time. And there are probably about a million and one voices in my head that say, hey, guess what? People do podcasts. A lot of people do podcasts. Hey, guess what? A lot of people speak for a living. Hey, guess what? A lot of people go in and help change mindsets. Hey, guess what? Blah, 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 blah. Keep filling in the blank. Go girl. You can't do this. And here are all the reasons. And I started to think of all of those reasons. And I started to think of 
all of the all of the people who are better at this than me. And then I'm like, well, I'll probably never be Brené Brown. I'll probably never be Rachel Hollis. I'll probably never be Jen Hatmaker. And then I started to think, good. I don't want to be those people. I want to be Hannah Nuss. And I could go ahead and give in to all of the million things that are in my head constantly telling me that I'm not capable, telling me that I'll never do this, telling me that this work is stupid, it's already been done, or I can find the one reason that it should happen. And that, folks, is that I write it down in my journal. And that, folks, is that it is constantly and always been a voice in my head. And I can't keep hiding from this work. And yes, there are easier ways to do this. 100%. You don't have to go start your own company. There are companies that do this. Go work for them. Not the same right? And I, and your calling doesn't have to be like mine, but this is the point. I could find a million reasons to not do this work. And of all of those one million and one reasons, they still don't change what my calling is. They still don't change what I'm being told in the back of my head to go after. And I can keep looking at all of my competitors or I can look at the one person I'm fighting the most. And that typically is ding, 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 yourself, right? And if you're on a team or you work for an organization, guess what, people? You aren't competing with the person down the street. I guarantee it. And all of us should go ahead and take a big, huge drink of reality and know that companies who are working bigger, better, have all the things, will beat you every time. You can't compete. Yikes, that one hurt. Don't. I know, I know. It sucks to hear. Sorry. I love all of you. Those bigger companies are always going to be better. Those people, the Rachel Hollis's, the J- they already have books and all the things, right? Yeah, they're better than me. They've been doing it longer. But I know... Oh, hello, phone. I know, bottom line, I will never get good at anything unless I start doing it. And I can promise you, there are about four months, probably more, I'll go ahead and just say it was four, maybe six, there are about four to six months of this podcast happening every morning I like to call them the Anger Chronicles, trust me. If some of you were gifted with (laughs) early viewings of this show, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was basically me just getting on and voicing my anger for that point in my life, right? My victim status of why is all of this happening to me? I I am not in control. Why am I not in control? I don't have all the things that I need to have. F this, F that. This world sucks. And I can promise you that it is kind of inspiring and it definitely is funny. And I can't wait <laughs> to someday be like, here, here, good people, good followers. Please listen to the Anger Chronicles. Jeez, burrs, cats. Um please go ahead and, and listen to these anger chronicles. But here's the reality. What this looked like for me isn't what it looks like for people that would be deemed as my competition. Because it can't. Right? And yet some things are exactly the same because they're inspiring and they're all the things, right? But some of the things that I want to do or that I can be about, realistically, what are the things I can do, are going to look different from millionaires doing this work. Probably drastically different, right? Or when you're setting up to go ahead and outline what makes you different from your competitor, I don't even want you to look at that, right? Most of your competition and the biggest fight you're going to have is the one amongst yourselves, right? And when I work with volleyball teams, and this is only relevant because it's so freaking true, I'll set them up to do this drill and we'll do it and sometimes it goes well and sometimes it's terrible. Most of the times there's at least two or three points where it's just terrible and when we're setting them up in this drill, it's getting them to realize that the battle doesn't lie outside of the court that they're sitting on. Right? I can put you up against no one and you will probably beat yourself nine times out of ten. That's exactly how it works with yourself and also within your teams. That's why competitors don't matter. People spend so much time analyzing, looking, trying to figure out how to beat their opponent. That's not where the battle lies, people. The battle lies within. You can come up with the best marketing strategy. You can do all the posts. You can do all the things. You can create the most content. And it's still not going to matter when someone walks through your door and the custodian doesn't say hi to them or doesn't clean up the spill right when they walk in. Right? And when you break it down into volleyball, you can do everything in the world. You could watch all the game tape. You could know, and I just have firsthand experience with this, you could know everything about that opponent. Everything. And then, guess what happens? That opponent shows up different. They change. And all the things that you thought that you knew don't exist anymore. 
And now your game plan has gone south. And guess what happens? Your entire team loses all the confidence that they had because they're looking at you and they're going, well, I can tell you, here's my firsthand experience. We had prepped, we had prepped an entire week for this competitor, watched game tape, looked at all the things, and we had prepped for this middle. Sorry if you don't know volleyball, you're completely lost. But we had prepped for this one hitter in this one zone that was just going to kill us. She was a Division I recruit. She was going to kill us. We need to be prepared. So we prepped for an entire week. And guess what happened? A combination of things. We hit a good majority of balls out of bounds, right? Because we were so nervous. And guess what the other thing happened? That girl maybe had two kills. She maybe scored two points. And we had spent our entire week prepping for her. You know who hurt us? The girl who hadn't done anything all season. And ourselves. And so that's what I'm saying. You aren't in the people you're up against heads. You don't know what they're going to do. And by the way, anytime that you're talking about high school athletics, they don't even know what they're going to do. And that's why 90% of the prep work needs to lie within yourselves. So when I run teams through this drill, Really, they're getting well acquainted with what they look like beating themselves. Right? Because that's what we're talking about. And when we're talking about our dreams, right? I talked to you about the million reasons why I can't do this work. When we're talking about our dreams, guess what? Same exact thing. And you can go ahead and point out and talk about how you can't do this or here's all the reasons why it's not possible. The possibility lies within you. You can have all of the things right and still fail. How does that happen? Right? You could be ranked in the top five and still lose. How does that happen? Because there's no magic algorithm. There's nothing that guarantees a win ever. Right? So when people sell that, avoid them. (coughs) Excuse me. Wow. Look at me go with my sneeze. That was like a really aggressive sneeze. And I am here for aggressive sneezes. They're just like so clearing. Of all the things. Anyways. (laughs) Sorry, I won't go off about sneezes. But you aren't competing with anyone. You are competing with yourself. Right? And outside of just looking at the court, when I would analyze teams, I'd look for two things. The two things that were not controllable because it's about people. It's not about no one is invincible, right? So when I was analyzing teams, I wouldn't look at 
what their physical makeup was, I would be looking for their mental makeup. And when I'm trying to attack a team or beat a team, 90% is on me, right? 90% are the things that I can control. And then that 10%, I choose to focus on... (laughs) Mental. When I'm looking at a team, I'm not looking for ways that I can break them physically. I'm looking for little key identifiers. Who are the people that I need to really frustrate? Who are the people that are going to take this team down? Right? That's what I'm looking for. I I can't break someone physically. Honestly, once you have muscle memory, you're probably good. But I know I can break someone mentally. And that is about 100% stronger than your ability to break someone down physically. Okay? Especially when you're talking about college athletics. And generally, by the time someone's a senior in high school, physically, they're probably not going to break. Trust me, they've put in enough hours. Um, But mentally, they'll start to overdo it to try to take you down. And as long as your team is 90% focused on the things they can control, that 10% doesn't even matter. Right? I know who we're going after from a mental standpoint, and so does my team. And that just gives them the ability to start looking to confirm those beliefs, right? I'm building in this belief that we're going to mentally frustrate player A and player B. And the second that my team recognizes their frustration, they start to get a little bit more amped, right? Because that's what I'm, I'm calling them to look for. And you can overcome anything if you have people built up to look for specific things, right? What are we doing here? What is our game plan? Well, generally our game plan is to focus on us because guess what? There is no golden key for winning, right? There's nothing that could give you the ability to walk in and do it. Nothing. There are no guarantees. Right? That's how I want you to start looking at your own dreams. There are no guarantees. One way or the other. And most of the fight that you're fighting is with yourself. Overcoming your own limitations overcoming your own fears, right? And you can look at the million people who are doing the exact same thing that you're talking about, but they aren't. They couldn't be. You have things that other people don't have that they couldn't even have. Trust me, if there's a voice inside your head calling you to do any kind of work, you already have the leg up. Because some people don't have that same voice right? And be thankful for that voice, but also be knowledgeable that you can be like me and avoid your voice and be angry at your voice and believe that 
your voice just doesn't have it quite right. Right? And you can painfully fight those things and have to go through (laughs) so many painful things trying to prove to your voice that it's got it wrong. Right? Hey, yo. That's me. And even all of those things, right? Even all of those things that you have set out to accomplish and start working on will fail not because you've lost to your competitor, will fail because you weren't authentic, will fail because you didn't figure out how to overcome yourself. You didn't know enough about yourself. In fact, most people focus on their competitor so much that they grow blind to it. That they stop looking at themselves as the problem. Right? It's almost easier. It's easier to just be beat by your competitor to just come up with all the reasons why they're beating you than it is to actually come up with what you can do. What you can do. The authentic piece of what makes you you, what makes you have a competitive advantage. Right? That's what this is. That's what we're talking about. What are the things that you have that no one else has? Right? Last week when we outlined what your beliefs are, those five things, that's your competitive advantage. Right? And I get angry all the time when I think about how people just adopt what everybody else has done, right? Because why? Well, in my mind, every single person is probably going to do the same things at the beginning of the year. Here's the beginning of the year. This is what we want to accomplish. Let's write it on the board. Right? And and when you're talking about sports analogies... What good does that do you? Really? Writing it up on the board. Writing down, which I am here for. Right? But what are the action steps that you're taking? And what is a vehicle that you need to get you there? What are the things that you need to believe in? To actually go accomplish that thing. Right? And what are the small wins that you can set yourself up for along the way? Or what are the things that you can do to guarantee a win? And all of those things have nothing to do with who you're up against. Right? Everything that I do is true to 
the things that I want to accomplish. Right? And they could be very similar to other things that other people have accomplished, but I guarantee it's going to look different. Why? Because it's me. It's not you. It's not all the other people doing this work. It's me. What does it look like for me? Because it's probably going to look different and yet very much the same. But you can't get anywhere adopting every other person's terminology and voice for this work. It has to be authentic to you. I think the worst thing that people do is overcomplicate their dreams and the way that they get there. And it's it's complicated for the same reasons that dieting is. Because if we don't overcomplicate it, you don't pay for it. <laughs> right? I mean, look at America's dieting culture. We tend to severely overcomplicate eating, eating principles, dieting, weight loss methods. Why? Ding, ding, ding. Because you'll pay for it. Because it's something that you can't figure out. Right? Culture or dreaming or motivation are the same. You can't quite figure out how you get there. And people make a heck of a lot of money off of giving you the answer. Right? Did you say hi, Baylor? Oh, we're still waking up. Right? But people make so much money doing this work. That's why it's so complicated. Duh. If we gave you all the answers, guess what? You might not come back. Or you will. Right? But I think it's this. If you set yourself up to accomplish something, it has to be specific. And I am not the first person to say this. Right? It has to be specific. It has to be measurable. You have to know once you've gotten there. Right? It can't be crazy. Right? That's going to be the next set of things that we need to set you up for when you're setting up your dreams. Right? Now that we have our beliefs, we can start setting up what we want to accomplish. Right? And I like to measure things in a year's time. Um, because, I don't know, it gives you a certain finish. Look at that. But really, what can I accomplish in a year? What are realistic goals of what I want to accomplish? And that's why I'm saying anybody can just write on their board that they want to be the top of anything or they want to win this award or they want to win a state title or they want to win a national championship. Every single person who has a marker and a whiteboard or a chalkboard or paper and a pen can write down the exact same thing that you're writing down. What are the action steps or what are the realistic things, right? You're probably not going to go from losing season 
to national championship. Is it possible? 100%. Is it realistic? I don't know. It depends. I mean, if you made a quick turn, go for it. But realistically, what's the step goal? Because if you set it too high, people are just going to think that's crazy. Right? Realistically, what's the next step? What's the what's the stair step goal? How do we get there? What are small wins so we can show people success in the meantime? Right? And that's how I want you to set up your goals and dreams. What are small wins that are going to stair step you to this? Because you're not going to go from starting your dream today to living out your dream tomorrow or accomplishing all the things that you set out to accomplish tomorrow. And that's why when we start setting up the next portion of this week, if I remember, and I don't get distracted by something else that motivated me, the next portion of this week really is going to be like, let's outline what it looks like for you. Right? Let's go ahead and start showing what you're trying to accomplish and start setting you up to accomplish those things. What are they? Because you have to start taking steps, right? Now that we have the beliefs, the things that you have to believe in yourself in order to start chasing your dreams, now what do those dreams look like and what are you accomplishing? What are you going after? What are the steps that you need to take to actually start doing it? Right? What are the things? And we need to grow and move in those directions or we'll just be sitting at our kitchen tables, writing down our dreams every morning and not taking steps forward, people. You have to take control today. And the next, the rest of this week, let's go ahead and focus on what it is you're trying to accomplish and what you need to do to show yourself growth in this area. 